This is the Bright Bit Evening News with your hosts, Bill and Lady Di, Preston Schmolfeld. Yes, this is the Bright Bit Evening News. I'm Bill Preston Schmolfeld and uh, Lady Di. I am Diane Preston Schmolfeld. Did I tell you you could start talking yet? I thought you were changing out a coil or something. Oh, you got it done? Yeah. So the car will start now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, here we are. It is Monday, the 12th of June, 2017. And uh, let me just look over my shoulder here. There's already a report, and uh, this is breaking news. Trump is already considering... Terminating Robert Mueller as a special counselor. <laughs> you know how that's going to go. It's going to go over like the Saturday Night Special. You know, the, the, the Saturday Night Massacre, that is. When you were three years old. Well, yeah, but I don't think that uh, his advisors are going to let him do it. Because they know how bad it would look. I don't think Trump listens to his advisors, honey. That's why he tweets every night. Well, Let me see if I can find any uh, any news on that because I just turned around and yeah. saw that uh, for the first time. So. Well, he technically cannot directly fire him. He can. Yes, want- he can. He can order his attorney general to fire him. Well, uh, yeah, he can order Mueller to fire him, but I don't. I'm no, not you mean uh, Rosenstein. Sessions? Ro- Rosenstein. Uh, that's Sessions right, Rosenstein, because Sessions is uh, recused. Recu- yeah. Sessions is going to be at that uh, hearing yeah, tomorrow. I don't know if Rosenstein would do it willingly. Rosenstein is still pissed at him for being thrown under the bus. Uh, let's see. Three hours ago, Senate Judiciary Committee seeks meeting with Robert Mueller. Trump surrogates go after Mueller. Well, I know where to go look. They're usually on the ball with stuff like this. I, you know, that's the, I hate it when news breaks right when we're beginning a podcast. Uh, I like Keith Olbermann. Do you like Keith Olbermann? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's on rawstory.com. Seriously, Keith Olbermann ridicules Trump for having to ask Comey if he had the Russian hooker tapes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, white nationalists are having a meltdown because the new Wolfenstein video game Nazis are not portrayed as heroes. Do you play Wolfenstein? Do you, are you familiar with it at I'm, all? I'm familiar with the series, but I don't play it. Well, what's it about? Can you at least tell me that much? It's That's what I hired you for. You're my gamer a, expert. It's a war game. Oh, okay. It's a war game. But what is Wolfenstein? Is it like a wolf slash Frankenstein? No, it's it's a World War II uh, war, uh, war game. Uh, let's see what it says here. It's uh, a rather unattractive Nazi there. <laughs> According to The Verge and Vice, members of the online, alt, the online alt-right and white nationalist movements are upset that Nazi and KK villains in the new... Wolfenstein 2, or Zwei, as we would say in German, the new Colossus game are portrayed negatively. Ach, mein Gott, they are portraying Nazis and Klansmen negatively. Of course they are. Du lieber, mein Gott, 
fucking Himmel. Also, they're, they're, they're evil co- shits. Of course, they're being portrayed <laughs> negatively. They're also uh, calling the game and Bethesda Softworks, the company that created it, anti-white in favor of political correctness. Now, according to Vice, Wolfenstein's Spy is set in a dystopian alternative history where Nazis won World War II. So is the man in the high tower. You've got Netflix, right? Or are they Amazon? I man in both. the high tower. Oh, well, you really ought to catch up on the first two seasons of that. But you're not really that much of a history buff, are you? Yeah, somewhat. Your brother-in-law, Bill, would really love it. And it's, it's based <laughs> on the Nazis and the Japanese winning World War II. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, the white folks have more to be upset about. <laughs> So, uh, tell you what we'll do here. Let me just minimize that for the time being. Uh, white folks have always had a lot to worry about. And we've always been the oppressed majority. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I mean, ever since, you know, they, they started letting uh, women vote, white men have been picked on and... I had this song. Here it is. Let me just roll it over here. Because, you know, the thing about these shows is you could just, like, change them in midstream. This is something I recorded quite some time ago. If you're a fan of Les Miserables... Yeah. Yeah, I heard somebody once call it, Coming up next from Les Miserables. <laughs> if you are familiar with the song, Can You Hear the People Sing? Yeah. This is going out to our dear, offended, white friends out there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear the white folks sing, singing the song of racist men? It is the music of a racist who would have his slaves again. When the smashing of black skulls echoes the beating of the drums, we will return to a way of life that we thought was gone. We will be strong and stand with Trump The Muslims and the blacks They have the skulls you want to thump Don't fight for the white That will give you the right to be free Do you hear the white folks sing Singing the song of racist men It is the music of a people Who would have their slaves again When the beating of black souls Will you pledge your life to Trump so that our action may advance? It will fall when we will live. Will you stand up and take your stand? The blood of minorities waters the streets of the land. Do you hear the white folks sing, singing a song of racist men? It is the music of a people who have their slaves again. Immigrants come that we destroy will fill the Donald's heart with joy We will return to a way of life that we thought was done
boxing, singing a song of racist men. It is the music of a racist who would have his slaves again. When the smashing of black skulls echoes the beating of the drums, we will return to a way of life that we thought was gone. Who will be strong and stand with Trump? The Muslims and the blacks that have the skulls you wish to thump. Now fight for the white that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the white folks sing, singing a song of racist men? It is the music of a people who would have their slaves again. When the beating of black skulls echoes the beating of the drums, we will return to a way of life that we thought was done. Do you hear the white folks sing, singing the song of racist men? It is the music of people, people who would have their sleeves again. When the beating of black skulls echoes Bright Bit Evening News with your hosts, Bill and Lady Di, Preston Schmoltz. Uh, yeah, did you get that uh, lunger out there? Did you? <laughs> All right. We used to call them oysters when I was a kid. <laughs> All right. All right, that's enough of that. You're making Bill stop it. You're making everybody sick. <laughs> this is the Bright Bit Evening News, Monday. June 12th, 2017, and uh, don't have a whole lot of new information about uh, the White House considering the firing of, uh, uh, what's his first name, Mueller? Uh, Robert Mueller, right. But several high-profile Trump-supporting media figures called for Robert Mueller to be dismissed, and there was a report, I believe from Judy Woodruff, uh, that uh, I can't think of his name, but the CEO of Newsmax, which is kind of like the weekly world news of, of yeah, yeah, was seen leaving the West Wing. Now, if if Trump fires Robert Mueller, this is gonna just. It, it, the whole thing's going to just freaking exp- explode because it was the Saturday night uh, mass. What was it called? What they called the Saturday night massacre? I believe it was October twentieth, nineteen seventy three, and I remember the day and implicitly because it's the day my uh, late twin brother got married for the first time, uh, and uh, that was the night that Richard Nixon ordered the firing of Archibald Cox, who was the Watergate uh, special investigator. 
It's interesting to have lived through those times. You were you were still crawling around, pooping on things, and I had uh, just learned to talk at that point. Oh, it took you that long? Yeah. And by three, I, I started talking full sentence. That's when I started talking. Though I figured you were talking like on your way out of the womb. No, I just, I, it's I, too cold out here. Yeah. It's too. Somebody give me a sweater. I mean, I'm guessing I just decided not to start talking until I could talk in full sentence of science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she will speak when she has something to say. <laughs> well, I'm not seeing anything really new. I, I hate tweets like this one here from Problem Child, where he says, Lordy, and there's a flame. And I have no idea what he's lordying about. <laughs> I don't know either. So let's go to Share Blue, who he's replying to. Uh, that was a May 10th tweet. The gun lobby, da 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 da. Spicer denies that Trump said he. <laughs> no. Trump. <sighs> Spicer is denying that Trump said he would be 100% willing to testify under oath. We know how well that would go. Uh, well, you remember we we did something about that that song, but uh, first let's we happen to have the uh, uh, Breitbart Evening News microphones. We actually have somebody credentialed uh, to attend these press conferences now, ah. and uh, so we had our representative at the uh, White House press briefing President today. President evidence that the FBI director lied under what is he waiting for? What are you waiting for? So what is he waiting for? What's the delay? He's not he he's not waiting for anything. He'll do it when he's ready because he says he's Donald Trump and you're a poopy head. You're just a big poopy head. Question you just mentioned you obviously responded to the Ninth Circuit ruling today. That ruling also cites the president's tweets from June fifth on the travel ban. It cites your statements, this administration's statements, and the president's tweets are official statements. So given that measure, given that the travel ban is obviously a priority for the president, how is it that the president is not putting his own agenda in danger when it comes to his Twitter habits? You're making my stomach hurt. You're making me have to go poopy right now. I really, really, really gotta go poopy. Shana, um, thank you. What is the president's reaction to the Russian government's crackdown on anti-corruption protests today? His reaction? Why don't you ask him yourself? You're just as much of a poopy head as the girl was, is, is poopy heads. The president mentioned a press conference in a couple of weeks on the ISIS review. Can you say where and when? And has he made a decision about, uh, about changing the policy? What's with you people and your questions all the time when man has to go poopy? Look at my face. You can see I'm shifting from foot to foot. And I've got a look of extreme discomfort on my face. That's because I really, really gotta go poopy. Sean, you said that the president wants to see this Russia investigation and all these investigations wrapped up as soon as possible. He said on Friday that he would be willing to testify under oath. Can you say when he would be willing to do that? Would he be willing to do that before Congress goes into recess to get this done as soon as possible? He'll do it when he says he's going to do it, not before he says he's going to do it, which is when he'll do it, when he says so. And I'm going to do it right now if you don't let me go, booby. Yep. Very clear about this. So he's not saying that he would go before Congress. <laughs> 
That was a really embarrassing moment. And our correspondent uh, tells me that it wasn't uh, long after that that the whole room smelled like a baby's diaper. (laughs) Now, all right, so Donald Trump did not say he was willing 100% to uh, testify under oath, right? That's what Sean Spicer is saying. Yeah. Uh... I would call Trump a pussy if he went back on that. Oh, by the way, we have Trump on tape saying he would 100% do it, but it's part of this song. I didn't say that. I will tell you, I didn't say that. And there'd be nothing wrong if I did say it according to everybody that I've read today, but I did not say that. This is all your fault, you. And I will tell you, I didn't say that. 100%. Who would do that? I hardly know the man. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Who would ask a man to pledge allegiance under oath? Push me. Well, I didn't say that. What kind of a fool do you take me for? What, is there more than one kind? Push me. It doesn't make sense, and I will tell you, I didn't say that. This is all your fault, you. Push me. I didn't say that. Well, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that, and I didn't say the other. Push me. And there'd be nothing wrong if I did say it according to everybody that I've read today, but I did not say that. Push me. Who would do that? I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Hey, what are you smoking? <laughs> Who would ask a man to pledge allegiance under oath? No, I didn't say that, and I didn't say the other. This is all your fault, you. One hundred percent. I hardly know the man. Who would do that? It doesn't make sense. No, I didn't say that, and I didn't say the other. And there'd be nothing wrong if I did say it according to everybody that I've read today, but I did not say that. And I will tell you, I didn't say that. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't, 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 didn't say that. It doesn't make sense. I hardly know the man. Who would ask a man to pledge allegiance under oath? This is all your fault, you. And there'd be nothing wrong if I did say it according to everybody that I've read today, but I did not say that. And I will tell you, I didn't say that. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. I hardly know the man. What kind of a fool do you take me for? Why, is there more than one kind? One hundred percent. Who would ask a man to pledge allegiance under oath? I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. I didn't say that. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I will tell you, I didn't say that. This is all your fault, you. Who would do that? I hardly know the man. Hey, what are you smoking? Who would ask a man to pledge allegiance under oath? 100, 100, 100%. This is all your fault, you. No, I didn't say that, and I didn't say the other. I will tell you, I didn't say that. Quiet, numbskull. And there'd be nothing wrong if I did say it according to everybody that I've read today, but I did not say that. 
It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You try to think, but nothing happens. Well, I didn't say that. I will tell you, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that, and I didn't say the other. I hardly know the man. It doesn't make sense. Who would do that? This is all your fault, you. Numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Who knew the Three Stooges had such potty mouths? <laughs> this is the Bright Bit Evening News, and once again, we invite you to check out our website, www.brightbitnews, that's spelled B-R-E-I-T-B-I-T-N-E-W-S dot com, and this is listener-supported podcasting, so, uh, hey! That's what that uh, donation button is for at the top of the web page. All right, so I'm, I'm looking at Raw Story uh, right now, rawstory.com, and they're confirming what I just saw over my shoulder there at the beginning of the uh, podcast. Newsmax CEO and longtime Donald Trump confidant Chris Ruddy said this afternoon on uh, PBS NewsHour's Judy Woodruff's told PBS NewsHour's Judy Woodruff. You see, it's helpful if you read the words that are there and don't make up your own. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that the president, who is currently Donald Trump... I still can't believe oh, that. God, yeah. what the hell were we what, thinking? What, what did we do to ourselves? He's considering perhaps terminating Robert Mueller as the special counsel in the Russian investigation. And there's a copy, a uh, screen cap of a tweet here from Judy Woodruff. Uh, Chris Ruddy, NMX, tells me President Trump is considering perhaps terminating Robert Mueller as special counselor. Ruddy makes the claim in following a meeting in the West Wing in the White House. And uh, Kayla Tausch, just spotted leaving the West Wing, Chris Ruddy, Newsmax CEO, close confidant of POTUS. The move uh, follows calls... Scrotus. Scrotus. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I let you in here? You're a dirty girl. You're just a dirty, dirty girl. (laughs) I love you. I love you, too. Anywho, uh, the move follows calls from conservative figures for Trump to let go of the special counsel following former FBI Director James Comey's testimony before the Senate Intelligence Committee. I'm sitting here... And I'm thinking real hard of a stupider thing Trump could do. And I really can't. I cannot think of a more self-destructive, suicidal act for his presidency than firing the, uh, the special, I almost said the Watergate special investigator, the uh, Russia gate. Special investigator. Well, yeah, I mean, you think about it, like you said, Archibald Cox firing him. That was the beginning of the end for Nixon. Yep, and uh, the first attorney general, and I get it, the order mixed up: Kleindeist 
and no, oh, who was the other one? It'll come to me like at two in the morning. Uh, the first attorney general, the guy who was attorney general at the time, said, "You know, hey, Dick, fire this." And so he, uh, Nixon fired the attorney general, which he can do. Uh, and then um, uh, he appointed somebody else to be attorney general, and that guy told him to to pound sand as well. Or so he, that, he told them to, yeah. Yeah. So he got fired as well. And you know who eventually got around to firing Archibald Cox? Robert Bork. Oh. Yeah, he was like a, a special attorney or something in the uh, Justice Department, and he got the job. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Well, speaking of the uh, the uh, Bright Bit Evening News special microphone, we had it there at the cabinet meeting today, which resembled less of a cabinet meeting than it did... A uh, cult meeting. Sort of like a gathering of Kim Jong-un's top ministers. <laughs> now, I can't say this is a verbatim, or accurate even, but it's pretty darn close. You know most of the people around the room, but I'm going to start with our, our vice president. Where is our vice president? Our vice president... There he is. Uh, and I'll maybe start with Mike, and we'll just go around and just, you name your position, and then we'll ask these folks to uh, go back and have a good day, and we're going to discuss our various reports. Mike? Thank you, Mr. President. It's been the joy of my life to serve as your vice president as we lead America to a new, bright, shining age of Christian dominance in the world. We're going to open up some Muslim Islamic eyes, and yea, right soon, saith the Lord. Thank you, Mike. Mr. President, I want you to not even worry about all the terrible things I'm going to say about you tomorrow. As your Attorney General, my only concern is establishing the rule of Trump across the land so that your shining example may lead us into the bright new dawn of a world where the word justice is pronounced just us. Great success, including MS-13. They're being thrown out in record numbers and rapidly. And uh, they're being depleted. They'll all be gone pretty soon. So you're right, Jeff. Thank you very much. Alex? Your brightness and radiance is so brilliant. I find I cannot even make eye contact with you. As Secretary of Labor, I can tell your most gracious self that workers across the land are refusing their wages and benefits just for the honor of working to further your glory. I am not worth the spit I use to shine your shoes, and I thank you for the gift of life. Thank you, and congratulations. Shining star of the West, I was a fool when I ran against you for the nomination when I said you was not fit to be president. But after many months in your re-education camps, <laughs> I find myself leaping out of bed every morning to fulfill the duties you have so benevolently bestowed on this most unworthy one as your secretary of, uh, sec uh, I had it there for a minute, but I would gladly fill the skies with the black 
poisonous smoke of industry to glorify your name. Thank you, Rick. Glory under the sun who lights the world with goodness and strength. At the United Nations I sit and watch as all tremble at the mention of your mighty name. The poorly constructed marble walls rumble and crackle with each American pronouncement. Your most serene, godlike eminence has made America a nation to be feared. I long for the day when I might know the joy of feeling you inside me. Thank you, It's true. I also long for the day when I might know the joy of feeling you inside me, dear, dear ruler of us all. The poor and elderly of America are only too happy to do without food and electricity and the basic needs of life if it will make your supernatural existence even slightly more comfortable. And with our budget, they will know the joy of sacrifice in the name of Trumpsylvania. <laughs> On behalf of the entire senior staff, I can proudly say that I know the joy of feeling you inside me again and again and again as your oversized manly hands force my tiny, meaningless head into your lap for thrust after thrust of your mighty statesmanship into my word hole. As your chief of staff, I thank you for the opportunity and blessing to serve your agenda, your sexual needs, your basic hygiene, and your meals. And it went on like that for hours. At words poetic, I'm so pathetic, I've always found it best, instead of getting them off my chest. To let them rest unexpressed I hate parading my serenading As my vocal cords might jam But if this ditty is not so pretty At least it'll tell you how great I am I'm the top I'm the Coliseum I'm the top I'm the Louvre Museum I'm a melody from a symphony by Strauss. I'm a Bendel bonnet, a Shakespeare sonnet, I'm Mickey Mouse. I'm the Nile. I'm the Tower of Pisa. I'm the smile on the Mona Lisa. You're a worthless check, a total wreck, a flop. But if baby you're the bottom, I'm the top. I'm the top, I'm Mahatma Gandhi, I'm the top, I'm Napoleon Brandy, I'm the purple light of a summer night in Spain, I'm the National Gallery, I'm Garbo's salary, I'm cellophane, I'm sublime, I'm turkey dinner, I'm the time, of the Derby winner You're a toy balloon That's faded soon to pop But if baby you're the bottom I'm the top I'm the top I'm an arrow collar I'm the top 
I'm a Coolidge dollar. I'm the nimble tread of the feet of Fred Astaire. I'm an O'Neill drama. I'm Whistler's mama. I'm Camembert. I'm a rose. I'm Inferno's daddy. I'm the nose. I'm the great Durante. You're just in the way, as the French would say, the trap. But if baby, you're the bottom, I'm the top. I'm the top. I'm a Waldorf salad. I'm the top. I'm a Berlin ballad. I'm the boats to glide on the sleepy Z. I'm an old Dutch master. I'm Lady Astra. I'm broccoli. I'm romance. I'm the steps of Russia. I'm the pants on a Roxy Usher. You're a broken doll, a faldy raw, a blop. But if baby had a bottom, I'm the top. I'm Trump. Nice friendly reporter. Fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. We're a very powerful company. We're a very powerful company. I am a traitor. I am a traitor. 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 Uh, uh. A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. Strong. Very strong. Strong. Very strong. Uh, Fake news. Fake news. Traitor. 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 And that's going to stop. We're a very powerful company. And that's going to stop. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination I am a traitor I am a traitor by any stretch of the imagination traitor 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 I am a traitor Strong, very strong. Uh, By any stretch of the imagination. We're a very powerful company. Uh, A lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. Fake news. Fake news. And that's going to stop. And that's going to stop. Nice friendly reporter. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. We're a very powerful company. We're a very powerful company. I am a traitor. I am a traitor. 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 A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. 
A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. Strong. Very strong. Strong. Very strong. Uh, Fake news. Fake news. Traitor. 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 And that's going to stop. We're a very powerful company. And that's going to stop. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination I am a traitor I am a traitor by any stretch of the imagination traitor 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 I am a traitor Strong, very strong. Uh, I am a By any stretch of the imagination. We're a very powerful company. Uh, a lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. Fake news. Fake news. And that's going to stop. And that's going to stop. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. Strong. Very strong. Uh, well, this is the Bright Bit Evening News with uh, Bill Preston Schmalfeld. And Diane Preston Schmalfeld. And I'm looking again at this tweet from uh, Judy Woodruff. Uh, the CEO of Newsmax tells me President Trump is considering perhaps terminating Robert Mueller as special counsel. And uh, Lady Di was all wrong. She said the president could just fire him direct. No, wait. <laughs> it was the other way. It was, I'm sorry. I was confused there. I thought that the president, well, okay, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> which one of us was right and which one of us was wrong, right? Yeah. No. We're, we're a team. Exactly. As long as we both come as long as we eventually get to the correct answer, we're, we're both good. right. Okay. So uh, if Trump is going to fire Mueller, he's going to have to have his uh, deputy district, uh, district attorney, Christ. An attorney general. Attorney general, right. Yeah, that's what they call him. Hi, I'm Jeff Sessions. Hey. <laughs> I'm testifying tomorrow. I'm going to say what a booger bear Trump is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it would have to be uh, Rosenstein, uh, Rosenstein, however is the S-T-E-I, Rosenstein, yeah. uh, who would have to pull the trigger. Anyway, David Korn from Mother Jones Magazine tweets, No one should be surprised. And then somebody with a, web, with a uh, Twitter account called Best of the Bad is there a single Republican with a spine or any real love for their country? And I wonder that myself. Because at some point you have to decide you love America more than you love having a majority in Congress. Actually, at this point, it's probably going to come to which do you love more, Trump or your seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, that, that's the only way anything's going to happen, you know, is if uh, enough Republicans uh, realize... <laughs> There's this picture... Uh, we need this idiot and his cult in prison. <laughs> and there's a uh, Trump in a jail cell with Kellyanne Conway sitting next to him, cross-legged on the bed like she was on the couch in the Oval Office. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> because yeah, eventually there is going to be be mm. enough pressure put on Congress by their constituents mm-hmm. that they're... the constituents matter nothing. Again. You, I love you, and I don't mean this as a criticism, I mean this as a compliment. You are a babe in the woods. You think the average voter can call his congressman and get something done. It's been done. Name once. You know who gets stuff done? The guy who says, let me swipe this card for you, congressman. How much you need there? How many zeros you want after the comma? How how do you think that the AHCA has been stalled by the Senate because the constituents called up their senators? No, they didn't call up the House members, but they they called up their senators. Well, actually, they did more than that. They went to the town halls. Yeah. But uh, the Senate is going to try to sneak through. <laughs> Uh, a version that they will not reveal to the public until after the CBO score comes out, and then they'll vote on it in the middle of the night. Anyway, getting back to Mueller. Adam Schiff, who's the uh, ranking Democrat in the House Intelligence Committee, says if President fires Bob Mueller, Congress would immediately reestablish the independent counsel and support or and appoint Bob Mueller, so don't waste our time. These are interesting times. <laughs> These are seriously interesting times. Well, uh, Sessions is going to testify. First he said he didn't, and then he does, and then he says he won't, and then he will. Uh, I want to touch on this story I wrote for Breitbart News uh, earlier today. Let me call it up here. It's about Ivanka Trump. Not a very good 24 hours for the for the ersatz first lady. Uh, but now that mama's back in town, you oh, know. Oh, you mean the, the mom, the daddy screwer. Yeah, well, we don't know. We, we don't, we be careful there, you know. Uh, uh, Ivanka, this is the headline. Ivanka got her looks from her mom, but her brains from her dad. It hasn't been a great 24 hours for Ivanka Trump, the president's favorite daughter, Erzat's first lady and future jailbird wife. (laughs) Ivanka displays remarkable tone deafness. Her daddy is about to take health care away from 24 million people. Budget cuts will harm the most vulnerable. The rich will get richer and the poor will die quicker. And poor, dim Ivanka thought the Poe folk would be just fine with all this. When when asked if it was harder than she thought to get things done in Washington, the presidential advisor admitted that it left her surprised at the rancor in the city. It's hard, she began. 
There's a level of viciousness I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting the intensity of this experience. Uh, young Lady Trump's words come six years and three months <laughs> after her father's first accusation about former President Barack Obama not being born in the U.S., not being a legitimate president. Uh, the conspiracy theory took hold and followed the elder Trump throughout the campaign until he was forced to acknowledge that Obama was actually born in Hawaii, as his birth certificate says. <laughs> and again with the brains. Ivanka claims that Judaism is in the top three of world religions. And she only missed it by a little. Uh, she converted to Judaism before marrying her husband, Jared Jailbird Kushner, an Orthodox Jew, in 2009. She spoke about her experience in Israel, describing it as truly an unbelievable moment. I feel blessed and privileged to have been here. You're privileged, right? Uh, Ivanka Trump privileged? <laughs> what? It was a deeply, it was deeply personal for me, as you know, to, as you know, to be standing at the Western Wall in a moment of privacy because it was really just us. She said, she described the trip as being wildly successful. My eyes are rolling so hard that I can see my brain, <laughs> and the lights are on, and nobody's home. <laughs> Uh, to have covered the three largest world religions over the course of four days, it was deeply meaningful, she said. It was beyond special. For each of these moments, it's hard to find the words to adequately describe them. Well, yes, when your vocabulary is limited to 150 words, I would suppose it is hard to find them. <laughs> but is Judaism the third most popular religion in the world? No. Is it the fourth? No. Fifth? No. Sixth? No. Seventh. It is the seventh most popular world religion. Christianity is first with over 2.1 billion adherents. Islam is next with about 1.5 billion. Unaffiliated comes in at third with 1.1 billion. There's a, just a bit over a billion Hindus, about uh, 490 million Buddhists, 404 billion, uh, uh, million, that is, 404 million cult religions, like Druid or... Uh, Pagans, yeah, Wiccans, all yeah, that stuff. stuff like that. Uh, 58 million other religion and Jews. 13 million. So, Christians are 31.4% of the world population in 2010. Muslims, 25.2. Jews, 0.2. Not saying anything bad about our Hebrew brothers and sisters. They are a very exclusive religion. They don't just let anybody in. Ivanka, you, you normally have to have a brain for that. <laughs> Ivanka being the exception, of course. But out of the three top religions, ah, somebody told me that once. <laughs> nah. 
Yeah, you usually have to have enough brain to memorize yeah. the Torah at least. <laughs> oh, God. Speak a little Hebrew. <laughs> Speaking of cowards, uh, there's this lawmaker in Arizona who's adopted what I call the Aaron Walker tactic. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's say you've written anti-Islamic thoughts. You've posted anti-Islamic images and movies on your Facebook page that would likely enrage Islamic extremists or perhaps even cause a young Muslim to believe he is hated in America, making him or her a prime target for radicalization. Now, somebody discovers these writings and images and realizes this individual's mindless hatred could be placing co-workers and the public at large at risk. So, he makes the Islamophobe visible to the public. Calls them out. (laughs) Yep. So folks will know it's that individual, not the population at large, that has these hateful views. Now, does the Islamophobe remove the images, apologize for the blasphemy in the eyes of adherence to one of the globe's largest religious communities, as we just said? Nope, he tries to defame the one that called him out. Exactly. Now, this particular Islamophobe accuses the person who exposed him of being a terrorist. And I'll ask if this sounds familiar. An Arkansas lawmaker has lashed out at a local reporter saying that calling out his anti-Muslim posts on Facebook has painted a target on him and is putting his family at risk. According to Max Brantley of the Arkansas Times, State Senator Jason Rapert, obviously Republican, claims that Brantley has been careless with his tweets, pointing out that Rapert has posted videos on his his Facebook page that call for violence against Muslims. According to the Republican lawmaker, posting the videos is not touting or promoting. It's simply sharing. (laughs) Now, the longtime reader or listener of uh, my podcast, or the readers of uh, BreitbartNews.com, Breitbart on, I should say BreitbartOnMass.com, yeah, Yeah. duh, we're the opposite. Uh, You'd be excused for feeling a nauseating bit of deja vu. Back in 2012, a pseudonymous attorney calling itself Aaron Worthing began providing free legal assistance in Maryland to an individual involved in a lawsuit against Brett Kimberlin. Kimberlin decided he had the right to know the real name of this secret lawyer and learned his real identity was Aaron Walker, not Aaron Worthing, a compliance attorney for a home health care business not licensed to practice in Maryland. Kimberlin also knew Worthing as the creator of an Everybody Draw Mohammed Day blog where Walker invited people, his fellow Islamophobes across the nation, to submit drawings, provided they used their actual names. (laughs) And he would publish them 
the more fatwa-worthy, the better. And he wrote, If you want to earn the title of bravest, give me your full name, city, and state. The bravest will win the most prominently featured in my letter to the creators of South Park. I will accept and publish cartoons anonymously, which he misspells, but I really encourage you to give your name, city, and state to make the boldest statement. And I have, in fact, done so myself. Aaron Worthing, Manassas, Virginia, in case you forgot. Aaron Worthing. Aaron Worthless. <coughs> yeah. Breitbart Unmasked reported on this cowardly phenomenon at the time, including a screen cap from Walker's now largely abandoned blog. Wow, it's been almost two months since the big day, and we, we get news. Now, Molly Norris is under threat by terrorist inspirer Anwar al-Alkawi. That would be the same Anwar al-Akawi who counseled and inspired both the Fort Hood shooter and the Times Square bomber, which adds credence to the notion that Comedy Central was the target. Huh? Oh, jeez. And, yeah, Comedy Central's in New York. So is Times Square. So is the World Trade Center. No word yet on whether I have personally been proven fatwa-worthy. Come on, bitches! Aaron Worthing, Manassas, Virginia! But if you bring it, be ready. We practice the Second Amendment here. Newly reinforced by the McDonald decision. Whatever. The guy is a dumbass. Mr. Walker had been ginning up support for his blog by asking others to submit what he termed as fatwa-worthy cartoons. Uh, that was his criteria for others to submit articles to his hate blog. They had to be death-worthy. Or they would not be included. Now, uh, the writer of this story, it wasn't me, this was before my time, said, I have to ask myself, on what earth was Mr. Walker thinking? He was, in effect begging for people to come and get him. Not only that, he told people where he was and his fake name, Aaron Worthing, and what town he was living in, which is Manassas, Virginia. Then he included the phrase, come and get me, bitches, and said if they did so, they better realize he practiced the Second Amendment at his property. So in effect, Mr. Walker was begging extremist Muslims to bring the wrath of Muhammad on his head. Yeah, and the Second Amendment is not going to do you much good if they fire a rocket at your house from a distance. Eek! <laughs> he further went on to tell people if there was going to be any beheading done, that that should fall on him. They are going to be doing 99% of the heavy lifting. But to be blunt, if you terrorists are going to go get mad and kill anyone, come at me! I will insult your prophet on a regular basis, and I will continue to do so until this sort of thing stops getting violent responses. And this blog is mine! So if you're feeling like beheading someone, I'm right here. Aaron Worthing of Manassas, Virginia, bitches. And let freedom ring. 
Well, when his employers found out about this, they were naturally hesitant to keep this idiot on board at their firm, so they believed in compassionate care for all, and that did, they just did not wish to be associated with an extremist Muslim hater such as Aaron Justin Walker. So they terminated him. With prejudice. and with him his wife who worked there as a nursing assistant so in reality Mr. Walker brought his own downfall down upon himself it was his extremist writings on issues that were and are to this day very hot button topics and because of that he was considered poison he then started a years long campaign to destroy the person he found out who found out his identity, and that person was Brett Kimberlin. That campaign remains in full swing today. Of course, Walker doesn't allude to the real reasons why he was fired, nor will he answer to posts or comments he made. Those comments in Mr. Walker's mind could not be the real reason he was fired, or why others feared being around him. Because that was not his responsibility. You see, he never takes responsibility for his own actions. He would rather lie and tell others that someone else was responsible for these actions against him. He'd rather not take responsibility for his own life or the actions of that life. That is someone else's responsibility. He feels that he wants to stand up for freedom of speech but fails to realize that some speech is just not tolerated very well in our socially connected world. Yeah, you can say whatever you want, but that doesn't absolve you of any. Uh, you got to bear the consequences. Of exactly. Your speech. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll give Aaron Walker some comfort to know he's not the only cowardly crawling shit on the face of the planet. Although Mr. Rapert was brave enough to post his hatred in Muslim baiting under his real name, and Walker insisted others use their real names while he hid under his wife's voluminous skirt and has her check under the car for bombs. (laughs) That's our brave boy there. That's our Aaron Worthing. (sighs) But getting back to Donald Trump, Let's see if he's fired Mueller yet. Let's go back to uh, Twitter, where there are 94 new tweets. Let's see. Uh, I'm not seeing... Trump does not know the definition of pass. You see. The, the one thing that drives me nuts about Twitter is people who keep saying the same things over and over and over again. I'm, I've seen so many tweets today about NBC giving Alex Jones an interview... Yeah, okay, I'm outraged about that. I don't need 57 people. Uh, Maybe it's my fault. Ivanka. There's a level of viciousness in Washington I was not expecting. (laughs) And America responds, your father makes fun of disabled people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let's see. All In with Chris Hayes is on right now. Okay, Keith Olbermann tweets, I really, somebody needs to show real Donald Trump a series of cartoons explaining Watergate (laughs) and how Nixon turned a problem into a resignation. Yeah. 
right. Well, Donald Trump. Again, dealing with Donald Trump means dealing with the idiots around him. Idiots like Jan Brewer. This is Jan Brewer, governor of Arizona. And I would just like to take a moment of your time to clarify something I said on State of the Union on the Clinton News Network on Sunday. I said that Donald Trump, the most respectful of women candidate ever put forward by the Republican Party, has been waterboarded by the stream of allegations of sexual assault against him. Yes, he's been waterboarded. And I know what I'm saying when I make that comparison. Waterboarding is considered to be a form of torture, and sexual assault is seen as a form of physical violence. I use that comparison to state that waterboarding is not torture. It's a great way of getting unreliable information from terrorists and other bad people. Sexual assault is not criminal because it's a great way to find out about whether or not that hottie you've got your hands all over has silicone up in her fun pillows. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Ask her? So, sexual assault has as much to do with sexual violence as waterboarding has to do with torture. It seems like it's really been kind of a somewhat of a put-up oppression of Donald Trump from all these people. Now, don't worry too much about what I meant by saying that, because I really don't know either. But I assure you that here in the Sunshine State, a nickname which has been stolen from us by the people of Florida, damn them forever, is firmly behind Donald Trump and has him in the position where we can keep our eyes on his tiny little hands at all times. I'm Arizona Governor Jan Brewer, and believe me when I tell you, I'm not insane. When I was a lad, I started rich and vowed right away I'd be no one's bitch. I bossed the servants and I boinked the maids and never paid attention to my failing grades. He never paid attention to his failing grades. A childhood wasted in frivolity and now I am a presidential nominee. His childhood wasted in frivolity and now he is a presidential nominee. I followed daddy when he went to work. His staff and workers saw me as a jerk. Despite my age, I was crass and rude. That's how I spawned my legendary attitude. That's how I spawned his legendary attitude. I thought so little of the bourgeoisie that now I am a presidential nominee. He thought so little of the bourgeoisie that now he is a presidential nominee. I could not live like the working schmuck, so I asked my daddy for ten million bucks. I was not content just to stay in Queens. I'd make it in Manhattan by whatever means. He would make it in 
With the help of some fine publicity, I stand here as a presidential nominee. With the help of some fine publicity, he stands here as a presidential nominee. The real estate game was fun for a while. I learned how to win with a lie and a smile. The TV viewers loved my boyish looks. I didn't look like all them other big time crooks. He didn't look like all big time crooks. I fooled the yokels into loving me, and now I am a presidential nominee. He I said I was really richer than I was and groped some hotties with my great big paws. They knew better than to tell on me since I was such a big star on the NBC. That lack of class so suited me that now I am a presidential nominee. That lack of class so suited me that now he is a presidential nominee. Now vote us all, be you foe a friend, if you don't want to make the same mistake again. When next you're puzzled over who to choose, just keep in mind you have so very much to lose. You have so very, very, very much to lose. Just try real hard to remember me. And recall I was a presidential nominee. Recall Donald Trump and remember he was chosen as a presidential nominee. This is the Bright Bit Evening News with your hosts, Bill and Lady Di, Preston Schmolfeld. President Vladimir Putin's government for a series of hacking attacks on political institutions and subsequent email leaks saying the goal was to interfere with the U.S. election process. We believe, based on the scope and sensitivity of these efforts, that only Russia's senior most officials could have authorized these activities. That's according to the Department of Homeland Security and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Son of a bitch. Bannon, tell our IT guy Trump wants to see him. Uh, hello there, Jimmy. Da. Mr. Trump, I need to discuss some sensitive issues with you, Jimmy. Были ли проблемы с моим исполнением моих обязанностей? No, I'm not so concerned about the performance of your duties. Тогда что случилось? Well, these knuckleheads on television are saying that Vladimir is uh, hacking into our email systems. Сэр, это чепуха. But they said it on TV, so... Вы видели никаких признаков того? I guess not. Отлично. Есть что-нибудь еще я могу сделать для вас, сэр? Если нет, то я вернусь к моей задаче пытаться взломать сервер электронной почты Хиллари Клинтон. Are you sick of the bickering between wireless providers about who has the best coverage, who has the largest network, who has the most economic monthly plans for talk and text? So was President Trump. 
That's why he's given us the authority to offer each and every man, woman, and child in the United States a completely free, comprehensive wireless plan that will provide you with 4G speeds, not to mention VOIP phone service and all your favorite cable channels at no cost to you. The Nexus Speech Amalgamate will save you hundreds of dollars a month thousands of dollars each year thanks to the foresight of our dear leader president trump and the best part is you don't have to do anything to sign up you'll receive a letter informing you when your nexus speech amalgamate installation tech will be in your neighborhood you'll have a two-hour window all you have to do is sit in the comfort of your favorite chair as the NSA technician dismantles your current internet, cable, and wireless connections and installs your brand new NSA equipment. And forget having to purchase space on a server if you want to have your own internet domain. Our massive servers in Fort Meade, Maryland can handle all the data traffic you can send it. More than you can imagine. And if you should happen to accidentally lose a file, <laughs> no worries. The NSA will have it saved for you in a secure location, ready to return to you after a thorough screening process. No more paying sky-high cable or satellite TV bills. No more astronomical wireless charges. No more pesky landline telephone bills. No more choices. President Trump has made the choice for you. President Trump loves you. For more information, call 1-000-NSA-000. That's 1-000-NSA-000. Your phone call will be monitored for quality assurance. Press 2 for Spanish so a friendly deportation official can come to your home and explain this new program to you personally. The Nexus Speech Amalgamate. You asked for it, America. <laughs> and here it is. Yep. We asked for it. We got it. Uh, Lady Die. Yes. You told me about this, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. And I've been thinking about this, and I need some reassurance. Find me a woman who's a feminist and a liberal and likes cats, and I will find you someone who ought to be in an insane asylum every single time. Hey, guys, if any of you out there are single, and you ever meet a woman who admits to being a liberal and hating Trump, and when you get to her house, she's got cats, run for your life. Run, run, run. Like those ads in Britain. Run and hide and tell other men to run and hide. A liberal woman with cats. No man could ever live with a liberal woman with cats. She'll cut your pee-pee off, I promise you. Liberals are mentally unstable and mentally insane. They're unhinged. Um, there was nothing to any of that, was there? No. Okay. Uh, you're a liberal woman. Yes. Now, he did say cats as in plural. You've got one. Yes. So I'm reckoning my PP is probably okay where it is? Even if I had a hundred cats, it would be. Number one, I'm not that kind of person. You're a liberal. 
So He's, what? He said that we're the liberals, women with cats are insane. I am not insane. I would never. Oh, I might do it to Trump, but I never do it to you. Well, you see, that's what I would expect an insane woman to say. <laughs> <laughs> I would never cut off your pee-pee, honey. Well, I think a lot of women in this country want to cut off Trump's, but that's a different story. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it always comes right back to Trump's pee-pee, doesn't it? <laughs> Everything with you comes right down to Trump's pee-pee. Well, Trump in general... Trump is a pee-pee. I know, he's a, he's a dick with ears. <laughs> this much. is the Bright Bit Evening News, and if you've been following us for a while, you know we have a <laughs> series we call uh, Max Payload. Uh, but now that Di is a part of our team here, I don't have to fake the female voices anymore. Here's an early version of Max Payload that I recorded all by my lonesome, and boy do I mean lonesome, uh, I believe back in October or November. What's the matter? What is it? It's another exciting case for Max Payload. Legislative gumshoe! Yes, it's another case for that most famous of all manhunters. The detective whose ability at solving crime is unequaled in the history of detective fiction. I'm known as Max Payload, Legislative Gumshoe. I work for the Department of Justice, and I handle the cases that nobody else will touch. It started off as just another Friday morning. My assistant, the leggy, wise-cracking Go-Go McQuistian, was working on one of her infernal crossword puzzles. Hmm, let's see. I need a three-letter word meaning grossly... Obese. Go-Go, don't you have anything else to do right now? Well, not unless somebody comes to the door and knocks on it and brings us another cat. Oh, okay. The door opened and I immediately sensed danger. Hello there, Mr. Payload. It was Reince Priebus, chairman of the Republican National Committee. I had a fairly good idea of what he wanted me to do. You don't work for the legislature, Reince Penis. You uh, are a private citizen, the head of the Republican National Committee. Yes, I know, and I'll forgive your mispronouncing of my last name, but the Republican Senate and Congressional Caucus have asked me to come lay a proposal at your feet. You better get your feet out from under the desk, Mr. Payload, so he can lay that proposal in front of them. Gogo McQuistian is a beautiful girl, but not particularly bright. And what is this proposal you have for me, Rice Pee-Pee? <laughs> well, the insults aren't going to... Uh, be conductive to a good working relationship with you, Mr. Payload. Who said I wanted a productive working relationship with a soon-to-be-extinct 
political party. That's what we need your help with, Max Payload, he went on to explain. We followed our basic, basic, most basic, and basic interests in allowing the base of the Republican Party to choose the nominee. And now we find ourselves in a position where we don't know what to do with him. I see. The serial groper has caused problems for you. What do you want me to do about it? Well, as of right now, all we have are allegations, uh, Mr. Payload. If you could actually catch him in the act of groping a female... I looked at Gogo, and she could tell right away what I was going to ask. Oh, no! Not me! Not in a million years! And I knew she meant it, too. Other than being an avowed lesbian, she was disgusted by the very sight of Donald Trump. Let me put together a few ideas, Mr. Penis, and see if I can come up with something for you. Uh, if you don't hear from me, assume that I'm on the case. Hi. Uh, th thank you, Mr. Payload. And since you're a government employee, I don't have to give you any money. <laughs> He's lucky he found the doorknob because I would have been all too happy to show him a way to get through the door without opening it. I understand why you don't want the job, Go-Go, but we have to find somebody that Donald Trump will find attractive enough to put his tiny little hands all over. What about Starchy? Of course, Starchy. Not the shiniest dime in the change jar. An ex-con who has since rehabilitated himself and has assisted me on several cases. I keep his interest by dangling the possibility of a job with the federal government. Of course, I never intend to deliver, but he need not know that. I contacted Starchy on the telephone, and within 30 minutes we were meeting at Union Station. Ah, uh, Mr. Payload, I understand that you can't give me every detail of the caper right away, but is there any way you could let me in on a little bit of what it is I'm expected to do to do? Wait till the train starts rolling, Starchy, and I'll explain it all to you in full detail. We're going to New York City. Oh, boy. I haven't been to New York in a while, there. And when we get there, I've arranged some special entertainment for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I like entertainment, Mr. Payload. Yes, I know you do. <laughs> the train arrived at Penn Station in Midtown Manhattan on time. And on the trip, I managed to uh, explain the entire workings of the caper to Starchy, and he only twice tried to open the train window to dive out and onto the tracks with the train moving at 90 miles an hour. But now that he had bought into the idea with the promise of an extra special positive recommendation the next time he applies for a federal security job, uh, he was willing to go along with the plan. So when we get to this hotel, Mr. Payload, I got to put on a dress 
and makeup and a wig and make myself real party. So that's exactly what the plan calls for, Starchy. You're not a bad-looking fellow. Think of Bugs Bunny for a moment. When he's just being Bugs Bunny, he's not a particularly attractive cartoon rabbit. But once he's in drag, hubba, hubba, hubba. He fools Elmer Fudd every time. Yeah, I, I kind of think of that uh, drag character Bugs Bunny uh, sometimes in my loneliest and darkest moments of the night. I didn't need to hear that, uh, Starchy, and... I don't believe I'll ever be able to unhear it. We made our way to the Marquis Hotel in Midtown Manhattan near Broadway and checked into our rooms. There was a fundraiser in that hotel later in the evening for Donald Trump, and Starchy was going to be the bait. You look beautiful, Starchy. I feel a little uncomfortable, Mr. Payload. Well, try not to let that show. Good job shaving, by the way. Yeah, yeah, thank you. The, the, these Brazilian cuts are not the easiest thing to get at, you know? Well, it was worth the effort if uh, Mr. Trump takes the bait. Just as long as he doesn't take anything else while he's groping around in there, Mr. Payload. The hour of the fundraiser came at last, and we went down to the majestic ballroom, and I planted Starchy in a spot where Donald Trump could not possibly miss him. Starchy had apparently learned plenty from the drag queen version of Bugs Bunny because he positioned himself against the punch bowl, leaning on a marble pillar, batting his fake eyelashes seductively and provocatively. Trump came walking into the ballroom with his wife, Melanoma, or Malaysia, or something like that. He noticed Starchy, Right away. Uh, say, who's the, who's the new broad? Never seen that one before. Donald, I do not like when you're looking. Shut up. I'm going to go check out and see if uh, she's a spy or anything. Good, good, I thought as I hid behind the potted plants with my cameras at the ready. Say there, young lady, I don't believe we've ever been properly introduced. Uh, my name is Donald J. Trump, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht and most of the people in this room. My name is Sta uh, Stella. Well, hello, Stella. Uh, other than your voice, uh, you are looking pretty good. Uh, I've got a model contract in the uh, other room if you'd like to uh, go in there with me and sign it. And uh, before you know it, you'll be worth several million dollars. Golly, that would sure be swell, Mr. Trump. Trump had taken the bait. I followed along discreetly behind them as they made their way to a private room and ensconced myself in a corner behind another potted plant. There were a lot of potted plants in this hotel. Trump closed the door behind him and approached Starchy. Uh, you look like the kind of young lady who uh, I can do business with. Oh, duh. 
Uh, gee, Mr. Trump, what kind of business would that be, would that be? Come here, I'll show you. Quick as a bunny, Trump pressed Starchy against the wall and began to run his tiny little hands all over Starchy's fake bosom and with hands that must have been hidden under his coat because I swear at times I could see as many as six or seven hands at the same time. He was up under Starchy's skirt looking and searching like he was trying to find a missing class ring. Ah, Mr. Trump, I need you to stop doing that. You don't realize who you're talking to, honey britches. I'm Donald Trump, millionaire. I own a mansion, a yacht, most of the people in the ballroom, and soon I will be president of the United States. So shut up. And let me grab ya cuckoos. With that, I jumped out of my hiding place and snapped a photo. And several more thereafter. Trump didn't seem to notice. Until I shouted his name. Aha! Donald Trump. GOP presidential nominee. Caught in the act of serial groping. Uh, who the hell are you? I am Max Payload. Legislative gumshoe. I've heard that name around Washington, D.C. Too bad you're gonna turn up missing. Just then the room was filled with armed men in tuxedos, all with their weapons leveled at me and at Starchy. This looked like a tough scrape, but I've been in tougher. What Trump didn't know was that in a special backwards jockstrap, I had stashed a thirty-eight caliber pistol for Starchy to use in case of such an occasion. He pulled it out, wiped it off, and began shooting, as did I, with each hand filled with blazing firearms, scattering hot, leaded death across the room. Soon... All of Trump's defenders lay dead or mortally wounded on the floor. Trump was untouched. I wish I could say the same for Starchy. No, he wasn't shot, but he had been, shall we say, touched. Starchy deftly removed the cocktail glove from his right hand and delivered a solid right cross to Donald Trump's jaw, causing him to drop to the floor like a sack of dead potatoes. Well, it seems like we got what we came for, Starchy. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Payload, and uh, I want to thank you again for uh, offering to give me a good recommendation uh, the next time there's a position open in your office there in the federal government and such. We'll see about that, Starchy. We'll see. But first, we've got to call the police. And then make these pictures available to Reince Priebus. There was no need to arrest Donald Trump. We'd let him explain to the police that he had a room full of dead bodyguards. Something tells me this won't be the first time he's had to explain such an occurrence. When we arrived back in Washington, Reince was waiting for me at my office. <laughs> you got the pictures. You got the pictures. I certainly did, Priebus. Here you go. Why, why does the girl look like Bugs Bunny and drag? Yours is not to reason why, Priebus. 
Yours is but to take these pictures and make whatever use you can of them to destroy the candidacy of Donald J. Trump. I'm going to get right on that, Mr. Payload. And thank you again. Thank you again. I'm going to leave now. Don't throw me through a door. <laughs> so you somehow convinced Donald Trump that Starchy was a girl? It wasn't as hard as you may believe, Gogo. Well, actually, no. I've always kind of thought Starchy was an attractive fellow. He has definite feminine features. If I were ever to, you know, play for the other team, as they say, uh, Starchy would be somebody I'd consider. But not Max Payload? Legislative gumshoe? Oh, God, no. Well, you know what they say. Nobody loves a fat man, but, but oh, fat, fat man can love. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to another exciting episode in the adventures of Max Payload, Legislative Gumshoe. Join us next week when Max attempts to prove that vice presidential candidate Mike Pence is a cyborg. I wonder if he ever got that done. Did he ever... Uh, Radio pr- Network. I'm sorry. I, I stepped on my own system cue there. Uh, did he ever find out whether or not uh, Pence was a, a, a cyborg? I don't know, but he sure acts like one. Uh, let's see here. How many GOP senators would it support... Six and seven. Oh, let's see. If Trump fires a special prosecutor, the conversation has to move to impeachment, i.e., Trump cramming so much criminality into so few months. Okay, let's see here. I'm, just, I'm scrolling through um, Twitter. Trump went on a tweet storm about a travel ban a week ago, and Hawaii just used it against him in its response to uh, the Supreme Court. Okay, really nothing new there. Uh, ba 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 ba. Yeah, not much new. Yeah, nothing here. Nothing here. Nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing. 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 Well, let's get the fuck off the air then. What do you say? And, yeah. Uh, we'll go watch uh, Rachel Maddow and uh, learn something for once. Yes. This has been the Bright Bit Evening News. Don't forget to check out our website, Bright Bit News, B-R-E-I-T-B-I-T-N-E-W-S dot com. And uh, hit that donation button. Remember, this shit doesn't pay for itself. I'm uh, Bill Preston Schmolfeld. And I am Diane Preston Schmolfeld. And we bid you fond. Farewell. Adieu. And boy, do I. (laughs) You've been listening to The Bright Bit Evening News with Bill and Lady Di, Preston Schmolfeld. Visit our website, brightbitnews.com. That's spelled B-R-E-I-T-B-I-T-News.com. And for the real news, visit us at BreitbartUnmasked.com. The Bright Bit Evening News is a listener-supported production of Deep Brain Media. Copyright 2017. 
All rides reserved. Have a pleasant, bright bit evening.